Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 256 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvett. And I'm Justin Swanson. In today's episode, we react to another close loss, this time to Wisconsin, and preview the Black Friday game against Iowa. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for their latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. Justin, would you believe that I never saw the movie Groundhog Day until the pandemic? I suppose I'd believe that. It's just one of those movies I never got around to. Yeah, I, I rewatched it during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, I they basically invented the genre, right? The like repeating day genre, which has been copied many times. Yep. And they go deep. You know, they go deep and they explore every facet. I feel like we might have talked about this on the show. Like <laughs> they, just, they just look into every possible angle of, of what you could do if you... Repeated every day. Unfortunately, Nebraska has not pursued every possible angle. <laughs> Are you sure they, they found, haven't yet? <laughs> well, they, they found every possible way to lose, I right, guess. Right. You know, do you, do you believe in that whole uh, infinite worlds thing where, like, every choice creates a new universe? Like, there is an iteration of the 2021 season in which Nebraska is undefeated at this point, Justin. We are just okay. stuck in the worst timeline. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst timeline. <laughs> the worst oh, possible timeline. It is so true. It's that episode of uh, Community. The wor- I think we've talked about that on the show, too. We're just oh, running yeah. out of things to talk yeah, about. Walks in with the pizza and everything's on fire. Yep. Yeah, have, yep. You, have, you, not, have you seen that episode or no, have you just seen the... No, uh, commu- We've talked about this before, actually. <laughs> Community yeah, is one of those shows where I... I want to like it. I like, and I'll watch it in short spurts, but I've never gotten past like the first like couple of seasons. So, okay. Yeah. We, we haven't quite finished it. It kind of runs out of steam at the end. I would oh, say. really? Anyway, kind of like scrubs. I never finished scrubs. I never started or finished scrubs. It was kind of my college years. Watched a lot of scrubs in college. I don't want no scrubs. Passenger side. <laughs> best friends ride oh boy so um justin i think we're at the point of the season in which we want to talk about anything except husker football (laughs) um okay so i'm just gonna give a quick flyby things i noticed about the game this week um really really poor tackling uh frustrating at times 
even watching uh not to call any specific people out but like watching guys just like bang into players instead of like even trying to wrap them up um yeah you can let a 17 year old run all over you if you don't actually like grab him and try to pull him to the ground if you just run into him guess what he's spry he's young he's gonna bounce off you he's gonna run (laughs) the other direction yeah um so that was frustrating um, not to diminish that kid's talent, I'm sure, you know, I, I saw people, um, in fact, I think, I forget who it was, but one of our players after the game, he was saying, that guy's going to be given real trouble to the Big Ten for the next few years. He's like one of the best yeah. runners that they've seen all season. So, um, kudos well, to that kid. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, for containing Kenneth Walker at Michigan State, um, who's had a better season. We sure did not handle this guy well. Yeah, nope. but I'll tell you, he he got hit. You know, we had the one. I don't. I haven't heard what happened with Caleb Tanner. I haven't read much much news since the game ended. But you know, I think he might have gotten knocked out for, for a moment there when they collided. Oh man. Um, and but but the running back, like he got hit a mm-hmm. lot, and he got hit hard. So as fast and explosive as he was, I'm almost more impressed by his durability through the game sure that was yeah. a physical game and we we rose to the occasion for the most part yeah um other things i noticed holy cow like we were just throwing the ball everywhere um yeah, and it worked it yes and no um until it didn't yeah <laughs> um that that just seemed like a very interesting we saw a very interesting version of Nebraska's offense this weekend, and I'm sure it has something to do with firing most of the offensive staff. Um, not quite the drop-off that I think people were expecting in terms of what the team was able to do on the field. Um, but uh, overall, I would say that that's kind of the, the – that's a proof for me that, well, hey, they got rid of their coaches a week and a half ago, and – no change like the like we exact same result this week as previous weeks so for me that's kind of like proof positive that maybe it's not such a bad thing that those coaches are gone because there wasn't really a drop-off which means one of two things either they did a good job of setting this team up or maybe uh maybe this team is just good enough and we need to bring somebody in who can help them get to the next level next year i don't know yeah, you know, we have had success against Wisconsin the last number of years. Um, offensively, sure, the, yeah. Offensively, we've moved the ball against them, and we haven't, we've struggled to convert in the red zone, which is a problem that persists this year. Um, but, I, you know, it's it's a pleasant surprise each time when we're throwing it up and down. It, it just, <laughs> I joked on Twitter when we, uh, had the the holding that pushed us outside the 20 there on the last drive. It's like, well, that's actually a better spot for us. We do better outside <laughs> the red zone. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we move the ball, but this is just not a clutch team. Yeah. They just don't they just don't have it in them. And uh, I feel like that might be an overly harsh thing to say if we were three games into the season, but with the game left and uh, sitting at three and – Three and eight. I feel like that's uh, objectively true. It's not a clutch team. And I just, man, you just see it in Scott's face before that fourth down play. Just, I think nobody really expected it to work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, as a fan, I didn't. It's crazy because cause Adrian can, 
can improvise and run around and make amazing things happen, like that long bomb that got you in position with that play uh, to Austin Allen. But but just when you're up up against things and the end of the game there and the red zone, we just can't just can't seem to do it. It's interesting that you should say that because in hindsight, um, yeah, the the end of this game for me in terms of like my heart rate, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see kind of like over the season heart rate monitors for, you know, just kind of a, a printout of everybody's uh, blood pressure or whatever um, towards the end of each game. You know, I'm thinking back to Oklahoma. Michigan, Michigan State, those games. Towards the end of the game, I was engaged. I was like, oh my gosh, we might actually pull this off. It might actually happen. Um, This week, I was just kind of waiting to see. You know, I was like, it'd be great if it happened. But there was no expectation that it would happen for me as a fan. Maybe that makes me a bad fan. Uh, But once once it was first and 20, I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Yep. And... Okay, let's address the elephant in the room. We might as well get it right out the gate here. Of course, it was pass interference. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? I've said this a million times. Good teams don't put themselves in a position where pass interference on the very last play of the game is what decides the game. If right. if if Nebraska were the team we hoped they would be, okay, let's not give up a kickoff return for a touchdown at the very first play of the game. That'll help, you know. Yeah, um, unbelievable. And they had him; they had him dead to rights. They just, to your point earlier, didn't wrap up. Yep. Got to wrap up and drive him to the ground, fellas. I did not think that I would be retweeting my special teams coach tweet uh, that early in the game this week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, this team is just uh, just frustrating. It's almost to the point now where, like, <laughs> this, is, this is, like, the worst metaphor I could possibly think of. But, like, you have a, a family member who, like, you know there's something wrong and you've tried to talk to them about it before. But, like, you know, you're at the point it's like, ah, they're going to do what they're going to do. <laughs> mm. Like, I've tried to talk to you about your behavior before, but, you know, you know I love you. But I'm not surprised anymore, and it's not worth it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You continue to feel bad for the kid. Sounds like Adrian was questionable in the second half. You know, Logan Smothers came in because there was a shoulder issue for Adrian. Oh, so, is I that mean, what it was? Because I never well, heard definitively I don't what know was going on that, there. That's what the radio people were saying. Someone okay. maybe on the sideline picked up on that, and so that was that was the situation and. He battled to, to continue to play, and you're you're without a lot of people anyway at this point in a in a grinding of a season, and um, so I really appreciate our uh, friend on Twitter, James Prush, um, pointed out that Dan Mullen just got fired in at Florida, and down there his kids have kind of given up, but nobody you don't see people giving up here, so mm-hmm. it's frustrating, it's heartbreaking. At the same time, they're still fighting, they still care. That <laughs> that's. That's worth quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's see who we can get for next year. Let's see how things can change, and let's see if we can build on what's already a pretty doggone good team. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's one of those things where 
people have been saying it all season, but there's actually truth to saying that Nebraska's the best three win team in college football. <laughs> like there's there's something to that, man. <laughs> well, did I I think I texted you. Uh, yeah, this is me trying to set you up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Bill Connolly, someone said, hey, Bill, on Twitter, is Nebraska the greatest 3-8 and eight team of all time? And Bill pulled up uh, the last 100 years of teams. Best SP, SP Plus rankings for three win teams. Last 100 years, minimum of 10 games. Uh, Nebraska, 2021, 3-8. Um, we currently are 25th. I think we actually dropped a little bit lower since then um but 2000 colorado was 38th 1991 usc was 39th 1940 tcu was 42nd 1998 auburn 43rd and 2015 georgia tech was 43rd and he said those teams averaged 7.6 wins the next year and colorado actually went 10 and 3 let's make a 10 and 3 i think we're about due for that next year we're, we're due for so much i mean like after this year I mean, I, I it really has gotten to the point where I think the rest of college football no longer loathes us. I think that they feel really sad for us. Yeah. <laughs> As a fan yeah, base. Well, like, I've seen posts from people being like, oh, man, this has got to be rough on you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody deserves what you're going through. Right. I feel bad for us. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? I fully, what? I fully believe that it is possible, and I do not say this with like any tinge of sarcasm. I think it's fully possible that Nebraska could beat Iowa on Friday. Yeah, I think so. We're actually favored according to Vegas. Huh? I'll yeah. take it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, we are. We're we're three and eight, and they are. Let's see here: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine and two. Mm-hmm. And we're favored. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> totally crazy. Uh, I guess it just speaks to the whole strength of schedule business. You know, look at who we played this year versus who they played this year. Do you want to transition away from the Wisconsin game and into Iowa? Because I'm I mean, fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I'm kind. Of, we're kind of naturally doing that. I mean, dear listener, if you are frustrated that we moved on too quickly, let us know what we should have done differently this week but my goodness go listen to the rest of our episodes from this season and you can get a full analysis of how we feel about this team (laughs) well mike let's go ahead and look at iowa and maybe we can get a sense of why we might actually be favored here okay at least according to vegas uh so as i said earlier they're sitting at nine and two and uh they started their season off with a win against indiana 34 to 6 which seemed kind of like a big deal at the time but Indiana's like 87 right now. Is that right? I, I just wrote that number down. Wow. 87. Um, Iowa State, then they went to Iowa State. Game day was there. Huge matchup. And uh, they won 27-17. Iowa State is currently 20th at SB+. Then, I'll tell you, they haven't played very much. They haven't played very many great teams. They've, they've won a few, which is more than we can say. But uh, listen to this. Kent State, they beat... 30 to 7. Kent State's rate 93rd overall. Colorado State ranked 83rd in SP Plus. They beat 24 to 14. They go to Maryland, who's ranked 70th overall. They win 50, 51 to 14, so that at least is convincing. Then they have the best win of the season. They beat Penn State, who's currently 12th overall. 
23 to 20. Then they lose 24 to 7 to Purdue at home. Purdue's currently 54th. Then they go to Wisconsin, who is ranked number sixth in SP Plus, and they lose 27 7. Pretty, pretty solid beatdown. So you've got a two game losing streak after they climbed as high as number two in the country. Uh, then they rebound by going to Northwestern and just barely winning 17 to 12. Then they beat uh, Northwestern's 99th, by the way. Then they beat Minnesota, who's currently 23rd, 27-22, hard-fought game there. And then just this last weekend, just yesterday, they beat number 77, Illinois, 33-23. to So you look at them in SP+, overall, they are 18th. They are 93 in offense, but then they're 3 in defense and 5th in special teams. So... Um, I mean, you got to like how a really crappy offense matches up against our defense, which is definitely a strength yeah. of ours. And and you got to be scared about the huge special teams disparity. <laughs> and, That's every uh, game, though. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, their their defense is really good. But at least, we you know, we win on paper that matchup. Superior offense. So that is to say, they win the matchup, if you, but it's not as bad a disparity as the flip side. Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, to look uh, kind of look more closely at Iowa, Spencer Petras has been quarterback for most of the season, but in the last few games, Alex Padilla has taken over. Spencer's been injured. And uh, Alex is 39 of 83, passing for 522 yards. That's a 47% completion rate. With two touchdowns, an interception, he's been sacked five times. So, um, he he's uh, he's not really a statistically he's not a statistic improvement. How am I, what's the right way to say it? Statistically, he's not an improvement, but I think he brings some more mobility into the situation. Okay, and I think they've been excited about him and Spencer Petrus. They've just been kind of like Meh, all season. Um, rushing Tyler Goodson is the star of the show. He's a 215 carries for 945 yards with six touchdowns. So he'll be looking to go over 1,000 yards this week. If you go over to receiving, uh, their number one receiver in both catches and yards is Sam Laporta, tight end. 37 catches for 425 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Keegan Johnson at wide receiver is next in terms of yardage. He's got 16 catches for 328 yards. Uh, and a couple touchdowns. That's Cluster Johnson's son went over, went across the river to Iowa to play football. And uh, out of the backfield, Tyler Goodson has 24 catches for 214 yards and a touchdown. So they like to they like to get it into his hands. Their their place kicker is uh, I don't think he's blown any kisses yet this year, but he's pretty accurate. 32 of 32 on PATs, and he's 18 of 21 on field goals. Um, he's missed one in the twenties and he's missed a couple over 50. He's got a long of 51. So he's, he's pretty good. Um, lead tackler, Jack Campbell, linebacker, 105 total tackles and a sack, five passes defended an interception, which I think returned for a touchdown and a forced fumble and two fumble recoveries. He's been a pretty active guy. We're going to have to get hands on him every play. Um, in terms of sack leaders, Zach Van Valkenburg at D-line has uh, two and a half sacks. So he's definitely someone. They, they've they uh, they've got a lot of touchdowns off of interceptions. Riley Moss 
has four interceptions and he's got two touchdowns off of interceptions. So uh, that's pretty scary. They, uh, they've just been really opportunistic offensively, excuse me, defensively. And that has put a 93 ranked offense in shape to, to score short field Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, you know, this is where Nebraska, you know, if you're Iowa, you're, you're probably looking at the Purdue tape. You're looking at the Minnesota tape. You're just thinking, look, we're going to ground and pound. We're going to dink and dunk five yards, uh, quick outs, slants, nothing fancy take a shot or two deep, but we're just going to keep it real conservative. And we're going to count on our defense to get a few turnovers, to get a few sacks. They're just going to, I think they're just going to wait for us to mess up. So, you know, maybe this is the, this is the week where we continue our offensive success that we've shown against a great defense in Wisconsin. Um, this is a slightly worse, <laughs> if you could say that, defense. Wisconsin's defense, according to SP+, Plus, was number two in the country. Iowa's is number three. So, you know, it gets a little bit easier. Um, maybe uh, maybe this is the week that happens. Yeah. Dane Belton has five interceptions. I missed him mm. earlier. Five interceptions. That's a lot. He's defended five passes. So, gosh. Adrian gonna have to be smart. Gonna have to be smart. It's the thing about Adrian, he can make amazing things happen, but then inexplicable things too. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, preach preaching to the choir here. We all know it. It's funny. Those... It, like how many quarterbacks have we said that about over the last decade? Two Taylor Martinez's. <laughs> right. I feel like there was an element of that with Tommy Armstrong too, though, man. Oh, the yellow bombs. Yeah. A lot of desperation passes and arm punts. Yeah. But the thing about Adrian is he's just so dynamic. Mm-hmm. And his, I feel like the upside of the amazing plays he can produce are just jaw dropping. And, but what's so, so startling is how poor he can be on the flip side, like startling in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Tommy Armstrong, he was a little bit more reliable. Uh, let's say he didn't make, he was more maybe reliably careful with the ball. I don't have his stats in front of me, so this is purely off the top of my head, but I feel like maybe not quite as reckless and he probably didn't have the high, high success, the high highs, if you will, Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. jaw dropping successes, but then he didn't have quite as many, like, you've got to be kidding me. You just did that again. Fourth year senior, (laughs) fourth year starter. How? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all that being said, I would love to see our defense shut them down this week and our offense continue to, uh, I don't know. There are some amazing things that happened offensively during this game this past week, but it just just we couldn't figure it out. Come down to the end, we still couldn't get in that end zone and seal the deal. And you know what? Kudos to... Uh... I almost said Taylor to Adrian on <laughs> being the all-time uh, total yards production leader. What's what's yeah, the term there? Yeah. Uh, all-time all, offensive like all-time, leader. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. He's worked hard. I mean, playing people, with a broken jaw. Yeah, worked hard, done so well. People still can't get his dang name right. Very, very, very first play. Of the game, or rather, at least the the first opportunity to say his name on the newscast, or you know the 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 
the game on yeah, Telecast. Yeah, the Telecast. Uh, they said Taylor. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Like, have you not heard people accidentally call him Taylor like 800 times before? This is your chance to be the commentator who didn't call him Taylor. But nope. Very first opportunity, you called him Taylor. <sighs> yeah, he did it three times. It's been a decade, you people. One of the times, it was so blatant that the uh, the other announcer quickly said, yes, well, Adrian Martinez did do that or something <laughs> kind of goofy. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, oh well. well. Um, man, we, we're kind of all over the place. We need to look at SP Plus for Nebraska. Let me do that real quick. Okay. Nebraska dropped eight spots overall to 33rd. Offensively, we went up. Yeah, we went up six spots offensively to 30th. Okay. Which, you know, when you move the ball really effectively against one of the top defenses, I think you should move up. Sure. Defensively, we went up five spots huh. to 22. Interesting. And as, as special teams, we went down one spot to 127, which when you allow a crucial kick return on the first play, yeah, you don't get to go up from there. Yep. Yep. Well, Wisconsin actually dropped two spots to sixth overall. Yeah, there we go. We're at least we're dragging people down with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, since we are kind of all over the place today, we we also do need to um, acknowledge the runs of reaction line. We did get. Um, we're at we're at the part of the season where we got a call <laughs> on the runs of reaction <laughs> line after our. I totally forgot about it. Um, yeah, after a very uh, just another gut punch loss uh our friend brandon was the only one who had the courage to call in this week i'm not even going to pretend that we had so many calls to sift through i don't think people wanted to call yesterday and i don't blame them <laughs> i didn't want to think i was ready so, to move on yeah so but brandon um he he had something to say and i i think it's worth hearing so here is his call hey guys it's brandon in kansas city um man another uh another saturday another uh, excruciating way uh, to see Nebraska steal defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, you know they were playing playing behind the whole whole game because again special teams uh, showing to be very unspecial. Um, you know, but they they it, the thing that's so maddening about this team they fight they scratch they claw defense looks great but then there's little gaps where you end up giving up too many points. Um, you you have one break and it's gone. I mean, you think of three of the Wisconsin touchdowns were busted coverage on the opening kickoff, and then two just monster runs by um, Wisconsin's running back. Still, they're there at the end of the game, and for the second week or second game week in a row, um, they 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 get absolutely hosed by a no call on defensive pass. You know, I'm going to remain positive. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, you know, we, uh, Archog and I will, uh, or Max in uh, St. Louis and I will definitely be uh, enjoying the Zeroes Trophy game. Um, but we got to have a proof of concept win. We have to have one. Otherwise, it was the right decision that Treskin will look really foolish if he just uh, gave a little confidence to a 3 and 9 coach. So, uh, go Big Red. Uh, can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about today. Bye. Thanks for the call, Brandon. Um, I like that. Calling it a proof of concept win. Um, I think we're at a point where, at least for the people who are invested in this team, would like to see something like that to kind of say, 
um, especially without a bowl game, to be able to head into the offseason saying, hey, there's there's still a, a glimmer of hope. I think beating Iowa could be a nice silver lining uh, around the edge of this extremely dark, uh, destructive, and terrible storm cloud that's been the 2021 <laughs> season. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if a loss really makes Trev look that bad, but um, I think giving a vote of confidence to Frost after another three and nine season next year would. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it's four and eight, not three and nine, but I see the point. Um, yeah. That would be the proof of concept. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, based off of if Nebraska were to lose this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's interesting to hear the national conversation. People are sports commentators, I guess, more specifically, are kind of consistently saying it's nice to see Nebraska keep Scott. Uh, there's been a lot of people fired and there's going to be a lot of a lot of roles spots to fill and there seems to be a little bit of a I don't know if it's consensus that's probably too strong a term but uh, a lot of folks are out there saying hey it's it's good it's good to see Nebraska sticking with someone especially with as close as they've been um, so anyway I mean I definitely would look better to finish four and eight and, and I, I know I'd feel a lot better going to the offseason with a win over Iowa it doesn't uh-huh. change anything about what's coming i don't doesn't really change much about what's happened but um you know you play the games to win so it would be nice to get one of those yeah (laughs) and this and this groundhog's day season with a win all right everyone as i was editing this week's episode we received one more voicemail that i just had to include on the podcast this is our first reaction from pam the fan And I enjoyed what she had to say, so hopefully you will as well. Pam, we love your optimism. We hope you'll call in again in the future. Uh, But congratulations. Even though you were just barely a late submission for us this week, we got you in. You have earned yourself a free Runza coupon, so we'll be in touch. Here's Pam's message. Hi, this is Pam the Fan from beautiful Grand Island, Nebraska. I just found out about your podcast during this season, and this is my first chance to call and give you a reaction. I thought it was a fantastic game. Um, All but that call at the end for pass interference, if they'd have made that call, it could have been a totally different ending. However, I'm always a fan. The team has had nothing but great games all season long. You had to stay glued to it till the very end. And with the coaching changes we've made, I believe that next year it's going to be more great games, but instead of losing, we're going to win those games. So as always, go Big Red. Thanks, guys. I love your podcast. Bye-bye. I guess all there is left for us to discuss, Justin, is – What's your score prediction? Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> um, let's, uh, you know, I want to continue to see Nebraska move the ball mm-hmm. against a really good defense. And I feel like, I feel like if we can keep it clean, I mean, we can keep Iowa maybe in the teens points wise. Mm. When they play against really poor teams, they're pretty prolific. But when they play against, you know, statistically top 25 teams, they don't score a lot of points. Yeah. 
And when they've lost, they scored seven points in uh, each in a game at Purdue or against Purdue and at Wisconsin. So I'm going to say, you know, of course, thinking about this as a win, that we hold them to, let's pick a random number, let's say 19, in that it's, I'm going to say that we have 28 points, 28 to 19. Okay. So it's more, you know, it's a two possession difference there. Sure. Well, I'm going big. Ooh. Before we go home. Uh, mm-hmm. I also would like to see Nebraska hold Iowa to, to very few points, but I'd also like to see our offense just like get so far out ahead that there isn't even like a question of do you guys need to save this thing in the final moments? <laughs> like I just don't I want them to score and just keep scoring and then just stay out ahead. Because that's something also that, that Brandon mentioned in his voicemails. Like we were playing behind the whole game this past week. Yeah. Um let's get out really ahead the whole and year. stay ahead. Yeah, for real. Um so my prediction is let's go out with a bang. 3510 Nebraska. Whoa. <laughs> would love to see that. Yeah, I that, would that be is elated. A, no, that's a that's an interesting thought. I was thinking about that yesterday. Um we're just always playing catch up. They were talking about I think right before kickoff. Oh, you know Scott wants to play from ahead. That was one of the keys to the game and immediately we're behind. And it just feels like our team is so good at playing catch up yeah closing the gap yeah a really dynamic when it comes to closing but we can't get out ahead and stay Mm -hmm. ahead um you know even uh even i I can't remember at this point whether it was four number buffalo we we were trying for the kill shots and we we had was it three touchdowns taken off the board and then against uh this last week we had that long bomb when we could have really pulled ahead and we missed it this team just can't seal the deal and that's why we lose so much. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see it on Friday. Yeah, I want to see a cathartic shellacking of Iowa. <laughs> Woo! I want them to take out all of their frustrations from this season on Iowa. That would be great. Um, I'm also realizing uh, my friend, my one friend who <laughs> never listens to our podcast except for when we talk about Iowa. Jason, if you're listening, I'm sorry for. Um, having a little bit of wish fulfillment discussed on <laughs> this podcast <laughs> this week. Uh, but uh, that's where we're at. That's the the morale of Husker fandom right now is just like, we need something, man. And if we can, if we can kind of, you know, on the field in an appropriate manner, if we can beat up on Iowa, that'd be great. <laughs> It'd be great. Who yeah. wouldn't love that? Mm-hmm. So uh, got any plans for Thanksgiving? Ah, no, I think you're just going to skip it. Just going to, just not going to be thankful this week. No. You're going to sit and cross your arms all day on Thursday. We, uh, I'll, I'll run a half marathon in the morning with a buddy. Nice. And then, uh, lunch with my, my parents and grandparents and probably just hang out here, um, afterwards. And then game on Friday, it's a 1230 kickoff. So, you know, man. Looks like a beautiful day. I might get some yard work done before. I Maybe I'll put up Christmas lights that morning or that afternoon. There you go. Um, yeah. And then Saturday, spend time with my mom's side of family in Iowa. Celebrate Thanksgiving, which is, you know, for the last like seven years or five years or whatever, has been like, ugh, got to go to Iowa after we lost. So but nice to go to, be good, would be nice to go to Iowa after a win. Yeah. What about you? 
Actually, my family is doing Thanksgiving on Black Friday, so hopefully there will be a lot to be thankful for um, watching Nebraska win against Iowa. And then we'll just uh, do the standard fare. Turkey, the green group, the green bean casserole with the little onion thingies on top, those little crispy mm. onions. Can't, can't do that. Can't do Thanksgiving without that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just going to be enjoying the time off for once I actually do have, like, vacation time around the holidays so that's that's pretty fun don't always get that in my line of work um but anyway yeah there's one thing i'm thankful for justin this Mm. year and that's our sponsors (laughs) thankful to central nebraska buffalo for their support of of this podcast Um, we've been saying it all year if you would please consider supporting them that is a way that you can support us um, we're not going to sell no Patreon tiers. The way that you can help this podcast out is by um, purchasing goods through our sponsors, which would be Central Nebraska Buffalo. Go get yourself a Runza. Even if you didn't get a free coupon, you can still go get some Frings. Who doesn't like Frings? <laughs> and then, of course, if you are in the market to buy or sell a home in Lincoln, or if you know somebody who is... Um, please consider working with Monty Rohde of Pinnacle Realty. We, we recommend it. It would be it would be a good thing to do. Sounds good. Hey, Justin, guess what? What, what? Go Big Red. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska.